Hey kids, it's us. Were you even listening? We're back for another episode of Hot Takes, Incredible Topic Transitions, and Commentary. We are professionals. This episode, we're talking about Spotify's year in review, as well as Pitchfork's Bonkers Top 100 of 2019 list. Stay tuned. Have fun with it. Yeah, we're in. We got a room with thin walls, and you you might hear people on the other side. Yeah. Their takes are just as spicy. (laughs) Sometimes you got to make the best of it. Yeah, we're not in the the average, the normal studio that we are because it's currently under construction and we can't record there. So you might just hear the the sounds of screaming college students going through finals week. That's one of them. Oh, are we going? Yeah. Um, was my was my advice like on the record? Yeah, no, that's saying. Oh, whoops, sorry. Right. I hope it didn't come off rude. No, today we're joined by Chris Lantinum. Hi. He's been here before. Oh, stereo confidential. Thanks, Natalie. What a great <laughs> plug. Thank you. Streaming on Spotify. Professional <laughs> podcaster. Yeah, go to stereoconfidential.com for more information yes. on that podcast as well as the series that we have tackled in the past. The most recently wrapped up one was Tegan and Sarah, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Did that or mess on... up your Spotify metrics at all? Yeah, that's <laughs> like my Spotify top 100 is really just... A... Tegan and Sarah, greatest hits. It's Tegan and Sarah, it's yeah, 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 it's... Well, I'll, I'll tell you when we get there. Yeah, There's yeah. a couple weird inclusions to mention, but other than that, it's a lot of like, well, I listened to this song six times in a row because... We're talking about yeah. it, so it kind of messes it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of mine was uh, Bat for Lashes and Charlie XCX, because those were artists that we had episodes for. Yeah, I can. I feel like an explanation for why Ariana Grande was my top five was just because <laughs> we talked about both her albums. Yeah, so. we did. We did. Um, so it is that time of year for Spotify Wrapped, the now yearly inclusion for Spotify members that wraps up your year, tells you what your metrics are, tells you how many countries you've listened to, what your genre of choice is, and who your top artist, according to their statistics, is as well. Um, So we're going to break down our stats, talk about it, see how much this really represents us and our listening, um, and then go from there. So Great. Well, I only played 4,000 songs, apparently. 4,000 different types of songs. Oh, okay. Mm, like, different types of songs like, or different individual different songs? Different individual songs. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know how... I feel like that's low, but I don't know. Maybe it's because, like, I streamed Hot Shower by Chance the Rapper, like, over and over again <laughs> as, like, if my life depended on it, so... Is this a new Chance song? Yeah, from the new Newer, album. Newer, yeah. Because everybody... That album seemed to... It's divisive. One, everybody hated it. It, se- it seems like. It's like maybe except you. I don't know. No, it's like not a bad song. It's like a song that you cannot help but get it stuck in your head, and then you have to listen to it to get it out of your head. Right. It's like one of those. I'm, I'm just saying, like one of the big critical like fatalities of this year seemed to be the that Chance album. the Rapper album. Yeah, like I, it was I so anticipated. Didn't to it, yeah, I didn't and he, listen to the whole thing. He called it like his first album, right? That was yeah, like his big the, thing. Was like this is my first album. And then critics just savaged it, and it seems like I was, I mean, I, last time he was in Pittsburgh, I went and saw him, and I haven't listened to, probably, I probably listened to the opener for like 30 seconds, right? and then I haven't listened to the rest of the album at all. Yeah, I haven't listened to the whole thing. So, either. the power of the critic, I guess, hot, it's still somehow hot alive. Hot, hot shower. Sh- hot, hot water, hot shower. 
Hot, hot. Steam, so I, hot shower, hot Lana. I don't even know. So I should listen to that song. That was what you're saying. Yeah, okay. it's a, honestly, it's, it's very catchy. It's interesting. Yeah, it's definitely not um a a traditional. Chance has been busy with rap this song, rhythm and flow show. Yeah, rhythm and flow though on Netflix, pretty very good. good. Have if you, you haven't it? seen that, is that the one that also has Cardi B? Cardi B. Yeah. I've seen commercials yeah. for it. Is it good? It's actually really like I think it's interesting how they decided to go about it. Is yeah. it like a like a hip hop reality competition? It's like yeah. think of like things like The Voice or American Idol, but hip hop. Cool. It, it's kind of cool. I was yeah. a big fan of making the band back in the day, so it seems like it's kind of along the same. It's sort of like wavelength. That. You dated yourself, the, right? The person. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> It's a good show. The person that won uh, Rhythm and Flow had an album come out this year that was really, really good. Um, so, so it's they definitely, find real talent, yeah. which is not always the case on those kind of shows. So just saying. What, what have been the other, I'm just curious, what do you think have been the other like um, big releases that were just kind of destroyed critically and thus kind of faded? Kanye West. Chance. Well, yeah, that one basically <laughs> happened yeah. and then didn't happen. Like what are the albums that like, uh, this podcast I listen to talks about movies that don't exist. Oh. So they're like movies that came out are available but just like don't exist in the lexicon or like are so are so like not even bad but just like a nothing. Yeah. That no, nobody like cares that. about them or has arguments about them. So what are um, the albums that don't exist this uh, year? I mean like literally they probably don't exist for like a reason. I probably don't know them. Like <laughs> I probably haven't listened to them. Well they they came out but they didn't make like a Right. They're usually big albums. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, that okay. came out and like like Sturgill Simpson released a big album this year that also spawned like arguments and Post like, Malone. Right. was experimental. Post Did he, Malone. Do you have a new album? Yeah. In like, two thousand nineteen. One that wasn't the Grammy nominated one? I would assume. Like, didn't he have a Grammy nom like Beer Bongs and Bentley? Yeah, like, that, that was 2018. Yeah, that okay. was last So this year. is a new this one that came out. This is a 2019 one. And I literally, I typed his name into Spotify because I'm like, I think that he came out with an album that that's, was just trash. That's the definition <laughs> yeah. of it. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have to double oh, check. Um, Only one song, Circles, was popular. That was one song off that album that people listened to. Logic had an album come out this year. Really? Yeah. It doesn't exist. And it doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> no, he didn't. Um, that album doesn't exist. <laughs> Weezer's Black Album, but I mean, I feel like we talk about I Weezer. Feel like, so. Yeah, Weezer's Black Album is bad enough that it still exists. It's More. like, it's not a nothing burger. Oh, no. It's, it's, not, like a, it's, it's a, not nothing. It's, it's a something <laughs> burger. <laughs> it's More. like poisoned meat. <laughs> Morrissey had an album. Uh, Did he? Yeah. Why? That's not true. It it literally came out this year. It's called California Sun, May twenty fourth. I 24th. need to check this. It, it has the word California in it. it. Definitely doesn't exist. It also, has, I think, it has covers on it. Also, if I'm Morrissey. not mistaken. Cal- oh, California Sun, S O N. Yeah. So it's not like a Red Hot Chili Peppers cover no. record. <laughs> I feel like Rock Hampton's out. <laughs> Brock Hampton's album was like bad, but I think people had valid arguments about it. So I wouldn't say it was a nothing album. I think yeah, people it, talked it about it. It exists, yeah, yeah. but yeah. it wasn't good. And they're gonna tour the crap out of it. And, oh yeah, yeah. And I mean they got yeah. their cult fan base. I so. honestly, I feel like a lot of the albums that came out this year just happened. Like there wasn't a lot that really stuck with me throughout the entire year. I feel like. Did Katy Perry release a new album? <laughs> no, right. <laughs> She's just been in the Did news she? lately, so I, d- I didn't know if maybe she dropped something, like a new song, maybe. Um, I mean, I feel Definitely like... Definitely not an album, Cause but... She's due for one, right? She has Is a, she? She has a new song. Yeah. <laughs> Harley's in Hawaii. I think that's the one I'm... Yeah. I knew she had been in the news 
for some reason. I guess she released one in 2017. She was probably appropriating some more culture. Like I keep forgetting that her big album was literally in 20, 2010. Right? Yeah, that's when her big album. Her big album was nine years ago. Did you know that she <laughs> was in a, She and Ariana Grande were characters in the Final Fantasy mobile game. No, I didn't know that. Doesn't surprise me for <laughs> for numerous reasons. <laughs> Wasn't there a Final Fantasy game recently where they were kind of like boy band members or yeah, something? Yeah, that was like, They had like that vibe. Yeah. Like yeah, it was basically just BT- Backstreet Boys. BTS Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, back to, <laughs> to Spotify. Um, I had 98,509 minutes on mine. I listened to 51 countries apparently, including... Canada, Canada. Drake. <laughs> Canada. I got I got Carly Rae Jepsen for Canada. Oh, that's so, a shocker. You know, representing. Um, I was apparently genre fluid, with the main ones being rock, electronica, indie tronica, pop, and indie rock. So that's basic. Those are all just the same genre, basically. And then I listened to two thousand one hundred eighty-seven minutes of podcasts on Spotify, which I think was kind of neat. And then my top podcast, three of them were ones that I work on. I was about <laughs> to say, then... ours was number two. And yeah. if that doesn't, if you didn't think I was conceited before, you know I am now. <laughs> like... um, Natalie, who are your top artists? Um, so obviously, big shocker, Lana Del Rey. I spent 45 minutes listening to Lana Del Rey. 45 minutes? Or 45 hours. Yeah. Jeez. Um, but no, yeah. I mean, that's not a shocker. She's my She was my top artist for like four years in a row now, I think. Mm. So... Um, Maybe no you'll get. Her. She was also my artist of the decade. Uh, but my other ones for my top five were um, Ariana Grande, which I already told you, and uh, Brockhampton, Tame Impala, uh, and Laurel. Which actually I don't even know if you guys know who she is, but she's really great. You I should look her up. Mentioned her I like her a lot. Um, but those are my other ones. Mine was regrettably Dance Gavin Dance for both year and decade. So, <laughs> um, and then Idiot Pilot, Pinback, Rufus Wainwright, and Toru Imwa. So that was fun. It's a good good list. And Chris yours was Was just... Rufus Wainwright because he played an eerie? So you like binged a lot of Rufus. No, I just in have prep. listened to a lot of his stuff this year. I don't really know why in particular, but it just really It's a Rufus year. Yeah, it fueled mm-hmm. my fall, basically. Mm-hmm. So he was there. Except was they present. stopped doing their metrics in October, yeah. so I feel like that messes up what I think <laughs> I should have. Because most of my my peak listening is in October, you know. That's I feel like that is my peak listening though. Like I always think like November is like oh yeah I'm getting into some really good music. Yeah, because right I have the fall playlists. They start going, and then October you have the Halloween dance mixes. You have the the things to hype you up for your Halloween parties. I didn't know they stopped in October. Is that true? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Do they still like? I know you've gotten stuff in the past from them, like I did. gear. Yeah. I like, a... do they still do stuff like that, I'm so or are salty they like kind of done with all that? I think they might, but I haven't heard anything I about it. Heard anything. Was that like a year-end thing, or was that just like yeah. a random? It, it was, was wrapped 2016. I it think was. You got a panic at a panic at the disco, like pink jacket yeah. for being a panic at the disco fan. <laughs> which, by the way, it's pretty cool. I'm just as big of a panic <laughs> fan. I probably listen to just as much Brendan Urie, so. Where was my kid? You I don't should, know. Must got lost in the mail. You should split split the jacket. Well, see, Panic at the Disco would have been my top Terror artist right if, <laughs> if if they went past October, they would have been my top artist because I listened to Brendan Urie's Into the Unknown from Frozen Two like seven hundred <laughs> fucking times. Oh, so the deep cuts are what get you in. I get it now. Okay, now I know strategy. That song and the one from Jennifer's Body, you were just 
Yeah, new perspective yeah. is binging. not on new Spotify. New perspective is amazing, and it's not on Spotify. Yeah, just binging over mm-hmm. and over and over again. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> what were you surprised about with your list, or not surprised about? I know Lana Del Rey probably was not a surprise to anyone, but I was surprised that my top genre was pop for both my year and my decade. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know um, that I listen to that much pop, but I guess I do. I mean, Spotify's not going to lie to me, so <laughs> you learn something about yourself, I guess. Uh, not surprised. I had The Weeknd and Nirvana in my decade. Not surprised about that. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, nothing in here. I mean, it literally is metric, so I can't really. I am surprised at my decade, like, well, it's not even my personal one, but I'm surprised <laughs> at the decade list that the decade pop was chosen for that me, you were chosen. I guess, <laughs> randomly. But yeah, let's talk about that confusion really quick because they should. didn't really like frame that yeah. correctly. Mm-hmm. Everybody really was just complaining about how their decade didn't match, and yet they didn't just come out and say that it's just based on your genres. Yeah, like and it's a playlist basically that we made based on your genres, similar right. to like a not like a release. What's the other the one? Discover the Discover playlist, right? It's yeah. mm-hmm. Discover Decade or the Daily Mix, yeah. which I want to see what my actual decade numbers are. Yeah, even though I think. I think my first year they have me on is like 2015. I'm pretty sure. Mine is so, wouldn't be much of like a mosaic. Yeah. I don't think. My mine is though because mine started in 2011. So you have me from middle school oh. all the way to the end of grad school on Spotify, um, which is interesting because I think the top songs that I had are still songs that I really like. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but my top Not artists too much nostalgia. Were weird. Yeah, my top artists were weird because it was the Deer Hunter, Starfucker, and then for two years, Parav Stellar, the electro swing musician, was my top artist. And I don't think that that's true. It's like, so it's like getting Richard Cheese for like one of it's, your it's one of your really top weird. years. Yeah, because then it's like it's these two bands I love, and then him for two years, like a novelty yeah. type of act. Yeah, and yeah. then pin back twice, King Cruel, and the Dance Cabin Dance twice. So it's like it, it's sort of a rough. If you take those with the top songs, it is sort of a rough picture of what my taste is, I guess. But mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I don't remember liking Electro Swing that much that that would be my top artist for two years in a row. Natalie, have you overheard Electro Swing coming from Britain's headphones secretly? Honestly, no. And I feel, <laughs> like, really? I, like, Dance Gavin Dance is not surprising to me, even in oh, remotely no, in the Oh, no, it's not. But, like, that, yeah, I've never, I don't even... I think, like, the only explanation for it is that what I listen to, like, the things that I listen to a lot of is is wide. There's a very broad window of things I listen to a lot. So I guess it just happened to be the thing that was somehow the most that Mm -hmm. year, even though there was a lot of other stuff listened to. I really liked, like, seeing on Twitter people's playlists or the people's, like, year in review getting messed up by something they do with music oh, like yeah. sleep playlists like it's just five like waterfall pictures that really that long album with the moon on it sleep by oh um, max richter yeah, max. yeah. it's just or, max richter five times and people who share their spotify accounts too yeah and, like other people yeah. mess up their data i you love just have that baby shark but even that's like song. yeah even that's like interesting because you at least see your family like sleeping is just like so your first 30 tracks are going to be all your sleep playlist eight yeah. hours a night yeah i mean it will boost your numbers maybe i should do that to boost my numbers just I know, leave spotify running. i only had forty thousand, i think this year which i don't believe that's, that, that'd be high for me i think i had 25 
Really? Yeah, so. I feel like I always have Spotify on. That's why I'm su- surprised. Like, I feel like it's just always yeah, on. Yeah, we've had this discussion. I yeah. can't work with music. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, I, it has to be special. Like, I had to be listening to music or doing, like, very low, low stress, low concentration work. Whereas Britain actually legitimately sleeps <laughs> with to music. music, which I, I cannot even fathom sleeping to music. I can't do that. Like, yeah, I, I'll never go to bed. I, I sleep that. to music. I do everything like okay the one thing is i have tinnitus so if i don't have something distracting me in at least one of my ears it gets really bad so Mm. i'm basically baby driver except instead of driving it's editing podcasts so (laughs) that's that's where we are um things that i'm not surprised about in my top five um I had On the Low by Hope Sandoval and the Warm Intentions and Nothing Can Stop Us by Saint Etienne because they were both on the London playlist that I made that I listened to a lot this year. Um, and then On the Low, it's Hope Sandoval from Mazzy Star and then the guitarist from My Bloody Valentine. So it's like just a really fun um, project that I literally did not know about until this year. Same with Saint Etienne, who just has like really fun jangly 60 sounding pop that I just heard on a commercial. So like, I don't want to say that I started a trend, but it's possible that my Spotify metrics have led to a discovery. If you won't say it, I will. Yeah. You you made their career. Good. I'm glad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Your streaming habits made their career. Chris, you're not going to get away without telling me what your top five. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Here we go. So there is a lot of, um, like deeper in the playlist. The first five, I would say like definitely, the most I've listened to songs. Um, the rest of the playlist was kind of ruined by my podcast. <laughs> so, like, most of it is Tegan and Sarah. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, goodbye. Like, all these bands we've covered, they kind of ruined my playlist. Right. Um, top, my top song is uh, Kids by Pup. Have you ever oh. listened to Pup? Um, I know who they are. They're like a Canadian yeah. rock band. I'm pretty sure that that's also online, actually. Yeah. I'm looking um, Charlie Bliss Capacity. Mm. Have you listened to Charlie Bliss? No. Once you get past the voice, you're good. Okay. That's, that's what I'll say. If you, if you don't like bands with good singers, then you'd really like oh, Charlie so like Bliss. Mom jeans or microwave. I would say it's different than... I think those bands like... Prince Daddy and all those bands that are just like screaming basically. Yeah. I don't really like that. Yeah. But this is more like how would you describe her vocals, Britain? Have you listened to Charlie Bliss? I have, but I don't think it's I very have very high pitch needed. Yeah. High pitch. I yeah, mean I like so. different I like different Try voices. Try I'll give it a sh- I'll give it a shot. Uh Want You in My Room, Carly Rae Jepsen. That's such a good song. Don't be so be shocked. Don't be so hard on yourself, Alex Leahy. And then Britain's gonna love this one, Harmony Hall by Vampire Weekend. Fuck off, you could leave. I regret you to Vampire Weekend. I do. He loves yeah, Vampire Weekend. I do. You I, do. I, I quite enjoy them. Yes. I actually didn't know this about uh, you. And then it goes back to a pop song and some more Carly Rae Jepsen. So, the, those apparently were my artists this year. I have my the last song on mine, right under "Kill This Love" by the K-pop group Blackpink, is "Passion Fruit" by Drake. I don't know why. <laughs> Let me, I love that for you. <laughs> let, let me try to impress uh, Natalie with some of the okay, some yeah. of the selections the, on here. Some of the better deeper cuts. Would Maggie Rogers impress you? Eh. I hear her on the Damn radio it. now. Okay. Like, I All right, let me keep going. There. Let me keep going. Um, more Maggie Rogers, Lonely Islands. No, that's not gonna, that's not gonna work. <laughs> Lonely Island would uh, definitely. I have I have Sunflower. Um, Post Malone, right? A little Post Malone okay. there, so. 
God, there's not going to be much that impresses you on here. I have a random Blink song that's embarrassing. Uh, you're going farther you're going, away. Yeah, you're uh, going like the opposite direction of where you I have a Seagrid, but that's very much a me thing. Seagrid's all right. Um, okay, I think I think I have nothing for you, unfortunately. That's unfortunate. I have some bad books. <laughs> I'm literally waiting for just one artist, just one artist. <laughs> just one. Just one. <laughs> I can just identify with, with you. But. Uh, like I said, yeah, yeah, yes. Um, I, I like have Taylor yeah, yeah, Swift yes. on here, the man. Uh, I have a Copeland song on the very bottom. Good. I'm so glad that you have a Copeland Blood song. Blood Orange? Blood orange is good. All right. All right. I got one, I got one go. on the entire list. One out of a hundred, possibly, is how much, many Sorry. songs are on there. It's fine. I have, um like, the entirety of Idiot Pilot's Blue Blood on my top songs. Well, that makes total sense. Plus, yeah. we talked about it. We you know, talk about I think Pup really taps into, like, that's, like, a nostalgia. That that sounds like music that I grew up listening to, like, yeah, that some makes 41 sense. and, like, you know, bands like that yeah so i think that's probably why i like them so much i actually don't have like any nostalgic songs on mine which is like i go back to those old so- i have a playlist full of all my yeah. old songs that i love and i feel like i listen to it a lot but clearly not enough to make the list that's what i thought last year like i listened to a lot of 70s and 80s stuff just all the time and none of it was on my playlist last year but this year it finally is so that's nice i have like some janet jackson when i think of you have some uh Steely Dan, you know, mm. the classics, the good stuff. Mm. I have, like, a lot of, like, Rico Nasty and, like, yeah, <laughs> just some Doja Cat, like, yeah. remember me differently. But, I mean, they're great. But yeah. <laughs> Natalie laughed at me for Vampire Weekend. But Okay, but you know what? And City Girls. I have City Girls. So I got all the all the gals representing. Yeah, but but honestly, Doja Cat's new album was good, so... It was all right. I liked some of it. It was fun. What kind of music is this? It's like... Think Girls' Night on the Town. <laughs> we're getting ratchet. We're getting wild. We're getting crazy. That's the vibe. That doesn't yeah. give me any indication as to what it sounds like, though. Like, I'm going to take it's, your it man. Just, it, takes like, it sounds like something that you... What? Give me a genre it, first. It, female Art. trap. Yeah. Okay. Trap. Ariana Grande, but make a trap. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. I had a... The situation didn't help me as much because, yeah. you know, you could listen to tons of different music, you know, depending on Nothing what kind of genre you're Nothing gets you as hype as City Girls for a girls' night on the town. I'm sorry. Uh, I think, so, you know, some people probably listen to Little Big Town to, you know, <laughs> get, get ready for a night on the town. Yeah. Only people here in Pennsylvania probably. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry I, don't think, I don't think it's an insult. I think it's No, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, my top song from 2018 was Lucy Dacus. Okay. That makes sense. And that was also in my 2019, that same song. And then tw- I, got, I guess I have one for 2016, which is Tegan and Sarah, mm. surprisingly. Stop Desire. So All right. Go. I'm going to go by when I started listening to Spotify, which was 2014. My top song was a song by The Weeknd, and he was also my top artist. Then in 2015. What song? One of Those Nights featuring Juicy J. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then in 2015, it was Lana Del Rey was my top artist. 2016, Lana Del Rey was also my top artist. 2017, Lana Del Rey <laughs> was my top artist. 2018, Gnome Bay. Okay, yeah. Uh, broke that. And Wait, then what was 2018? Gnome Bay. What's that? <laughs> he, it's really good. Uh, really it's a really great good. singer that you should actually listen to. Um, I saw him. How do you spell it? Um, N-O-M-B-E. N-O-M. B-E. Yeah. Um, I have a signed ticket. His debut album, They Might Have Even Loved Me. Show. 
Yeah, me and Dakota yeah. talked about it. Um, and we also saw him together uh, at the Cleveland House of Blues. But um, yeah, his They Made a Might Have Even Loved Me album is so, it's, so, so, so it good. It is a very good album. Probably one of my favorites. And that's why I think he made my top artist that year because I listened to it like 80 billion times. But yeah. Cool. Was that it? Do you only have like two years? Chris? Yeah, I only have like a few years on there. I don't have, I didn't find the little like Instagram wow. story type of thing. I, I had to go through the playlist. Sorry. Wow. I screwed up. I'm not a good guest. I get it. My, uh, mm, we've had worse. <laughs> 2019 was Hide by a band called Rainbow Kitten Surprise. Okay. Um, that I listened to. I think it's my top song for this year because I listened to it for like three. Rainbow like, Kitten Surprise genre, yeah. please. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I'm just I'm just learning today. I don't um, know. See, it's interesting because I literally only know this and like one other song by them. And I listened to this one though because it was really good. Like four days at work, just in a row, just the entire time. That's all I listened to, and somehow okay. that made it my top song. Kind of like me and Smooth Criminal in eighth grade. I yeah. Get it. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it was really good. Um, 2018 was Lottie Dob by the Internet. Because it was good, and we talked well, about well, it. Genre of the rainbow kit. Yeah, I'm surprise. actually. All, I'm like, very interested. Um, to know. What kind of music is this? Is this like they're kind of Nanaguchi or whatever? No, that's it's not Nanaguchi. <laughs> they're. Um, I don't really know how to describe it. It's like a folky rock thing. It's kind of in that. Okay, so like kind vein. of Vampire Weekend. No, yeah. it's not that. Right now, it's not Vampire Weekend. No. But well, I hope not. I guess it wouldn't be weird to see them together, but they're not like a perfect mesh. Okay. I guess. R I Y L. Describe that. <laughs> <laughs> Recommend if you like. You guys are just speaking in tongues at this point. I have never heard of any of these. I'm trying to catch up to all the band names that I didn't you, recognize and right, singer names. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, you know the internet, Adley. That was well, yes. that was my 2018. Okay. Um, Love the internet. 2017 was American Dream by LCD Sound System. 16 was Sober by Childish Gambino. And then we get to the other songs. So 2015 was Sugar Water by Chimamato, which is on an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And that's where I found it. And I listened to it forever. Um, it's so good. And then 2014 was Ghost Cat by Grooms. 13 was Sharks by Gary McClure, who was in uh, Working for a Nuclear Free City, a band that I like a lot. And then also created a new project called American Wrestlers. And they had like one song that was like, big like two years ago um herculean by the good the bad the queen was 2012 which is one of damon albarn's not gorillas projects that. yeah that's the first word you've spoken in the last <laughs> five minutes <laughs> that that I understand. you are speaking a different language um, to me and then 2011 the first year of spotify was best defense by a band called pack of wolves that i don't think has done anything other than that pack song of, pack of wolves yeah okay sounds emo it's oh i feel like i've heard of a electronic. song called like band of wolves or something um it's a good song. That's all I can say. But yeah, I don't know. Quite, quite the tour. Yeah, of there's bands a, I've never heard. There's of. a yeah. lot of different genre represented there. So, like, like I said, where's Panic on this list? No, Panic's not top of the top of the no. charts I mean, any you, of those years. They gave you a. Fr- they're not even in your charts. Well, and they gave you see, that, that is what jacket? I'm going to say right now is that this the is spo- the Spotify thing said that Pinback was my top artist two years in a row. But in 2016, it was absolutely Panic at the Disco. That's why I got the jacket. So something is amiss with these numbers. The receipts are off. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't, I I don't appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> but. My but, top yeah. song this year was Nights by Frank Ocean. I love that song. But, like, that album came out so long ago, I'm surprised that I still listen to it that much. If Spotify 
sent you a piece of merch from somebody on your top 100 list this year, who would you want it to be? Well, I certainly don't need any more Dance Gavin Dance merch, so okay. not that. Okay. <laughs> say, I... say it was like a windbreaker similar to what you got, Britain. Yeah. But it could be one of the bands. You're probably not going to wear it a ton, so it's more like a novelty item. Um, who would you want? I already have Lana Del Rey merch, so I'm not going to say Lana Del Rey, which would have been my obvious pick anyways. <laughs> honestly, I honestly think Team Impala or Brockhampton, I would say. Yeah. Maybe that's... Janelle Monae. I would love like a Jel- Janelle Monae windbreaker or something yeah. like that. Because also those are bands that don't make cheap merch either. Yeah, so exactly. That it's expensive. Be, that would be good. <laughs> Save that money. I just want a shirt with King Cruel's face on it. That's what I want. Just his mug? Yep. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. Is King Cruel, is he the guy that did, like, did he do do guitar on some, like, big hip-hop record or something? He's involved. He produces a lot of random yeah. things. Yeah. He's, like, got his toes in a lot of different pools yeah, in the for music sure. world. Alex G was the guy I was thinking of. He did, like, guitar for, like, Blonde or something. Like, some guitar parts Oh, that makes Blonde. sense to me, yeah. though. Yeah. So that must have been him. Do we have any listening regrets? Hmm. Um, I hate to regret anything I listen to because I feel like there's a reason for everything on my list. Is there any Migos on your list there? Yes. I <laughs> um, <laughs> see the album art. That's yeah. why I brought it up. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I listen to Stir Fry a lot this year. I'm sure that's on there somewhere. It has to be. Um, but there's nothing really that... There's for nothing... the record, Migos is good. Yeah, I no, I, fun. I, I love Migos. Fun. Actually, you know what I am surprised about? That there is no Cardi B on my top songs list, and I listened to a lot of Cardi B this year, so I'm not really sure how that happened. Like, they put Drake on here, but they didn't put Cardi B. Do either of you also have two accounts for whatever reason that no, are on different mine. devices? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm the only one that listens to mine, I, so... There's some country on here. I have so like that, a I business account, and so yeah. that kind of messed things uh, up for a while. Yeah, like, no, I'd it's have, just like, me. I'd have 20,000 minutes on one, 20,000 on the other. They wouldn't combine them, so um, I would never get my true listening habits. I don't regret anything. Yeah, I have no regrets. Even if it's silly. There's like there's more Island. Smiths on here than I would like care to admit to people, but... A lot of Morrissey, California Sun. <laughs> yeah, the new album that dropped <laughs> in I don't really necessarily think I have any regrets, but if the terrible Dance Gavin Dance single Blood Wolf is what put me over the edge for them being my top artist, then I do regret that. <laughs> that was the one song, that one, the one play of that song. So bad. Made them the artist of your decade so and the bad. year. <laughs> <laughs> I think they said Tegan and Sarah was the artist of my decade. That so that sense. must have been the most consistent presence in my life, which that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm happy about that. It tells It could have been a lot, lot worse yeah. for me. So. It also it also tells you how many hours you spent listening to them, which I think I think that makes a difference. Like your top artist could be someone you didn't even spend that many hours with. Mm-hmm. Like like a very diversified listening experience. Yeah. yeah. So That's or you I mean. could it spend forty five been... hours listening to Lana Del Rey. In which case, <laughs> congrats, you're amazing. <laughs> we were talking about it the other day, and um, Olivia's brother had ninety eight hours of Brockhampton. Ninety eight hours. Ninety eight hours. Like That's impressive. I. Am. That's a that's a lot of rock. That's and a lot of anyone. Considering their last album wasn't really that great. Their last two albums, so. Throws his headphones across, <laughs> the, across the room listening to this. Great, look what you did, Natalie. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's Spotify wrapped. I mean, I really do like my 2019 playlist that it made for me. I think it is probably the most 
um, diverse and all-encompassing one that I've had so far. I probably that, won't ever listen to it is the thing. That's I'll what never I'm be, most I will never at. be in the mood to listen to this eclectic mix of songs at the same time. Mm. So Usually I would come out with a really good, pl- like a playlist that I would like to listen to. But mm-hmm. since I, since it has so much of the podcast stuff in there, it's hard to, it ruined my playlist, Yeah, which right. kind of sucks. So I think so. the moral of the story is you just need to drop don't, the podcast. Don't do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Stop making podcasts, Americans. <laughs> That's the moral of the story, especially music podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> if everybody stops making them, we'll be number one and two. If exactly. we can convince everybody else to drop it yeah. for this for this purpose, you'll we'll be, be, be forced to listen to us. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank Love you, Chris, for energy. joining us for this. No problem. Thank you. Yeah. So for the second part, we're going to talk about Pitchfork's top 100 of 2019 list, which, as always, is an incredible tool to use to debate things with people it on really the internet. It really is. Like, Pitchfork is back on their bullshit. <laughs> They've never not been on it. But it's like it's like they're back. They just they did another terrible list earlier, <laughs> like literally a couple months ago, the two hundred list. Oh yeah, that wasn't good. Um. So yeah, definitely back on it. I personally love it. I'm personally a big fan of these compilations that they do that nobody asked for. It's like literally like one of those tweets where it's like no one colon absolutely nobody colon pitchfork. Here's the top one hundred <laughs> songs of the year that literally don't have anything to do with anything. It's fine. Yeah, and there's just there's no like <laughs> connecting thread between most of them. Cause the way they do it is they get different writers to do different songs. So it's like you have some people using the word Swiftian to describe a Taylor Swift song. Then you have other people talking about this girl calling you a piss baby in a hundred gex song. So it's like, okay. It doesn't feel consistent. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel very like... But I guess how else are you going to compile a 100 song a whole list? Year. Yeah, because so. you, you have to consider all the music that has been created in a year. Which, if that is the charge, then I don't know if every genre or every type of taste is being catered to in this list at all. Mm-hmm. It's it's very specifically, I say, indie pop charged with some outliers in the rap and hip-hop mm-hmm. world. So, eh, out of the 100 songs, there's like 15 that I either like or were surprised by. At number 50, we have Neon Indian's Toyota Man. I didn't know that Neon Indian was still making music I was until about I to read say, this list. <laughs> was it used in like a car commercial, and is that why it made it to the list? Because it got popular on Spotify because it was in a commercial? Because I feel like that's the only reason I have no, like, that I, made it on. I really liked Neon Indian when he was making music regularly, but like it's been years. So I had I had literally no idea that this song happened. It was literally just for, it's just promoting a Toyota Camry, like probably. literally. Yeah, probably. That's that's the song. They so. needed a chill wave song for the, <laughs> the new Camrys, and they chose that one. And then from let's just go from between fifty and hundred. So Neon Indian at the high end of that, you have Lizzo's Juice at fifty three. Rude. Which I feel like should be so closer rude. to one on the list. That song was like, is it a like, your personal tastes aside, that song was a song that everybody likes and gets down to, like, plays on the radio, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's, like, it's culturally relevant. I think so. So. I think that that song is possibly more relevant to being 
something that represents a best quote-unquote song of any year is the fact that not only is it a good song to me personally, I think it's a song that is culturally relevant, is an interesting song, and it's by an interesting artist. So I think that definitely not only constitutes it being on the list, but should make it higher because you have other songs that the song definitely is more relevant than, I feel like, especially when you get even closer to one on the list. But whatever, continuing down, um, Toro Emois' Freelance is 55, and I mean, I guess I get it, but Outer Peace is one of my favorite albums of this entire year. Um, yeah, I would have, I understand where, where it is, but I would love, I obviously would have loved to see it higher on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, honestly, a lot of the, a lot of the things, once you start getting to the 60s and the 70s, it's just like stuff I don't even listen, like stuff I've actually never heard of. And I consider myself, I'm not the know-all, but like... I consider myself to be a diverse mm-hmm. taste in music, and I listen to a lot of different types of things. So if I haven't heard of a song that's on your top 100 list, that's concerning to me. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, like, there's some songs up there, like J-Som Superbike is 91. But um, I know J-Som. Right. Like, that, that's not one. That's um, the... Ari Lennox's New Apartment, I think, is a really good song, but that's just an album that I think was just overlooked by most people um, because it's... Like, that's, that song's just, like, fun. It's like, look, you just got a new apartment. You can pop your hoo-ha in the sky. You can get your dollar store wine glasses. You can leave the floor wet after you clean it. Like, you can do a lot of shit. And then Hurry On Home by Sleater Kinney is just sort of, like, a good song. But I think it's the only good song on the album that it is on. And they had to include Sleater Kinney because Sleater Kinney helped make Pitchfork popular. Mm. I think that's why that's there. Nepotism. <laughs> and then Heim Summer Girl. I love that song. But that's the only song from them that's happened this year, so. Let me get up to, like, 87, Taylor Swift's Lover, which, of that trash album, just kidding, <laughs> uh, Swifties, just kidding, I, of that. A brick has got to get thrown that, through your fucking window. Not my favorite album that came out this year. Um, Lover was probably the best song on it, so. It's. Yeah. So if you're going to choose a Taylor Swift song to put on it, I'd probably put Lover on it or The Man. But mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. I just I get that Taylor Swift needs to be on the list because it's yeah. Taylor Swift and some people would argue that she is just as culturally relevant as anyone else on the list, which is fine. Mm. Mm. <laughs> not not to like discredit her hard work and not to discredit Jack Antonoff producing and writing the entire yeah, album. Yeah, because <laughs> Antonoff is a great producer. Um, it's just like, I don't think she's as culturally <laughs> relevant as she used to be. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to go about saying this without coming across as rude. But apparently that's probably how it's going to come across. But I honestly, like, Lover is not, not a terrible album. It really isn't. Like, I, there's actually a few songs that I'm like, yeah, I'll go back to these. The Man in particular, right. which I think sends a really strong message of female empowerment. But I just, this album just got so much great critical acclaim, and I just am trying to, like, understand why. Right. Like, what was the, is it because Antonoff worked on it? Like, I just... I don't know, because, like, obviously, yeah, like, not to discredit the stuff that Taylor did do on the album, because, you know, she is the artist, but it's just, like... Like, she won, like, at the AMAs, like, <laughs> that just happened, Artist of the Decade, decade. Album, like, all these awards for Lover, and I'm just, like, 
this album was the one that you were <laughs> going to give all the awards for. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, we'll move on because... She may be a artist of the decade, but she's not my artist yeah, of the decade. Yeah, she can be a artist of the decade, <laughs> I suppose. Um, I want to point out Away's Blood's Andromeda at 28, um, mostly because I just discovered that album recently and it's really good, and also because she went to my high school. So that's just like... Oh, that's really cool. Doylestown represent, but yeah. And <laughs> Yeah, so I feel like, honestly, anything from 50 and above, it's also kind of, like, hard to judge because, really, once you start getting that high on the list with all the aspects that you have to consider about what songs are really the best songs of the year, it's kind of like, at that point, the, the writers of Pitchfork can choose whatever they want at right. that point. Right. I feel like it's, like, kind of the top 20 that are to top 30 that are really like those are the ones where you shouldn't be messing those up those mm-hmm. are important mm-hmm. to get right and then after that you can be more lenient in whatever and yeah how you i think do that's your, fair for sure um so with that being said we'll go to the top half of the list um you got lil nas x with old town road at 18 which <laughs> the um description for that is quite hilarious to me um I'm scrolling down to it. Uh, I just love how it's just like the song beat samples Nine Inch Nails, which you'd never know. Yes, it's pretty. <laughs> it's a pretty clear sample, clear as day. Like anybody who knows the song yeah, will know that it's clear that it sampled it. But okay, and the lyrics l- loosely writing about horses are crooned with effortless confidence. They really liked the word cr- pitchfork. Really liked the word crooned <laughs> on this list because it's also mentioned in the Hundred Gex and Taylor Swift things. Um, and also, the finished product is a weird as hell blast of serotonin. <laughs> Old Town Road doesn't just transcend genre, it transcends music altogether. So it's number 18 on the list because it transcends music. <laughs> I understand why I understand why it made the top half for, for sure, but I just thought the um, description for it was funny. Um, I really like uh, number 16, Mannequin Pussies. Drunk 2 is a very good song. I I'll have to listen to that because it's I haven't so heard it. It's so fucking fun. I, by the name, I could tell I would love it. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, Normani's Motivation has been on the radio non-fucking-stop. Non-stop. So I, I can understand exactly why it, that's on the list. I don't think I can turn on a pop station without hearing that song. Uh, the music video is also really good. I haven't seen helps, it. Which helps it, I think. Angel Olsen being on there makes sense. That's a good album. Megan Thee Stallion. That also makes sense. And also DaBaby, big fan of DaBaby. Mm-hmm. Like ASAP's my crush, but I think DaBaby's my new rap crush. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, and Megan Thee Stallion is like definitely up and coming for sure. For sure. Like she's going to just keep getting bigger and bigger. So I think it was a smart move to put her on the top half of the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know Solange had a, this song came out in 2019. Yeah, this came out like really early in Yeah, I honestly, but. yeah, I did not know. It's but pretty good. It's a good song. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, Solange is great. Yeah. Um, obviously, Billie Eilish made the top ten. Bad guy pretends to be shocked. She had such a huge year. If her song didn't make it, it on the top weird. of Pitchfork, that'd be weird. Yeah. Um, As Billie Eilish says, duh. Yeah, exactly. Big Thief is on this album three times. so. The list? Yep. Good for them. Um, <laughs> Rosalia and Jay Balvin... With, with hardness, the song, Cone Altera. Mm. I haven't heard it. Me neither. 
um, Tom York's The Dawn Chorus. Why is heard. Tom York? Okay, I get it. I have Radiohead, sure, but Tom York, number seven. By himself. By himself is number seven. Is Tom York, you're, pit- he's talented. Is he talented enough on his own to be number seven? It's Pitchfork, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to compare Kid A. Number seven <laughs> is like trying to compare an aquarium to blue construction, <laughs> to blue construction paper. paper. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm sure the description for Don Chorus is just as. Yeah. It's, I mean, okay. The album is. Ridiculous. The album is pretty good. I will say that, but I definitely didn't listen to it like more than like two or three times. So. On its glassy surface, the mournful lyrics are typically inscrutinable but the tone is one of illumination a a sense rare in york's music that the light at the end of the tunnel was daybreak after all and not just another false dawn all right karen van eden 17 is a good song and that's number six and i'm okay with that bad bunny i don't know what the song is so but bad bunny's pretty cool so okay I haven't heard the song either, but I, I like Bad Bunny, so we'll um, accept that. It's a trap beat that's as quietly menacing as a alien hovercraft. So, sounds interesting to me. Somebody wrote that. <laughs> Somebody really took the time to write that. Okay. Charlie XCX and Christina the Queen's Gone is number four, which I'm okay with because I do like that. that song. I liked that and song I like a Charlie lot. XCX. Yeah. Clyro I have not listened to, but apparently to. I should if they're number if three. If they're number three, it makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong by not knowing. So, and then we have Lana Del Rey and FKA Twigs. So Adam's happy, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely, Lana Del Rey being number two, very happy with that. Very happy they chose the greatest. Yeah. Um, there was another song higher on the list, Hope is Dangerous Thing. Um, that's like 22. number 22. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of shocked out of... The song she came out with this year, that was the one that they went with because it's beautiful poetry, but there's also not much to that song. Yeah. And I'm like, if you really want to pick another Lana Del Rey song to be in the top 30 of this list, it could be like the like Bartender, you know? Or, Bartender is probably my favorite song. Yeah, like album. it could be something that was truly just amazing. Could have been Norman fucking Rockwell. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I'm curious about that choice. I know there's... There's different um, different writers choosing these, so I'm sure that's probably why. But The Greatest being number two, I definitely – that's a great song. I know it's one that critics loved, so I'm not surprised that that's the one they chose and that's the one that made it on the list for number two. And then FKA Twigs, definitely surprised she made number one, but happy about it. Like, mm-hmm. um, so. Yeah, it's a good song. It's a good song. Like, I don't have anything much else to say about it, like – I'm not as big of an FKA Twigs gal as my brother is. I'm also but. just, I'm not as, uh, Pitchfork is very into FKA Twigs, like, very, very much. And I think in the same sort of way that they were very into Kid A. Mm-hmm. In that it's like, whoever had a transcendent experience with this artist really had a transcendent experience with this artist, and I love and I appreciate that, but, like, I don't think that that's a universal experience, and that is not the experience I have when I listen to Cellophane by FKA Twigs. Yeah, I'd agree. But it's a good song. It's a good song, and I love FKA Twigs. Um, I love her music. I wouldn't have said it was number one of the year, I guess, is where I would go with that. Like, it wouldn't have been my number one song of the year. I don't know. 
what the criteria, it's hard to, because it's like, what's the criteria? Is it something that made the most cultural impact? Or are we just talking straight up, I love the melody of this song? Like, I don't know exactly. Doesn't seem, they don't seem to have a consistent way of defining. They just say, they just use obnoxious, like, adjectives to describe the song and then use that as their description of why they chose it where it was but there's no actual formula yeah which is why i like to make fun of pitchfork so yeah i mean if the fk twigs album is being described as an exorcism like is that good (laughs) is exorcism a positive like describer is that something that we like do we like that do we want an exorcism because I'm unsure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd want one if you had a demon inside of you and you needed to get it out. Sure. And maybe that's, it's like her release. She's releasing your inner demon. Ooh, that's metaphorical AF. Well, maybe we should write for Pitchfork. <laughs> Sometimes I think I could. Yeah. <laughs> I never will if I ever listen to this podcast, but. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to where you've been listening. Thank you for spending time listening to us on Spotify if you did that. Yeah. Um, I A couple people actually did text me um, and, like, sent me a screenshot of our podcast being, like, on their top five in their Spotify rap, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, and thanks for the support because that was actually really awesome to read. Mm-hmm. There's at least a good five people that did that to me. So thank you. We have at least five listeners. Yeah. Thank you See, for that. See, there you go. Um, but, yeah, love it. Love it. Even if, like, it's just background noise. Yeah. I always say this every episode. I don't care if it's background noise. I just want attention in any way, <laughs> shape, or form I could get it. So that's thank you for that. And that's that on that. <laughs>